Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series from canvas to screen on select Saturdays in March. Enjoy a film that captures the drama and beauty of some of history's most celebrated works of art, including Metropolis, Days of Heaven, and Marie Antoinette at NortonSimon.org. An unexpected story out of the so-called hot labor summer. Binge all four episodes of Imperfect Paradise Strippers Union, wherever you get your podcasts. LAS Studios. Coming to you from Inglewood, this is How to LA from Elias Studios. We're here at the Dunes apartment building from Isa. Because of Insecure, I'm Brian De Los Santos, your host. There's always a line around the afternoons or mornings on the weekends. We drove out here from Glendale. It was about a 45-minute ride. Worth it. Definitely worth it. Nowadays, maybe when people look up Inglewood or think of Inglewood, this is a part of the world here. It's something that because she played the role so well, you just have to come see. And obviously, we can't talk about Inglewood without some music from local talent. So we're going to play Inglewood Sir and D Smokes throughout the episode. All the new stadiums have things popping all over the town. And so we wanted to come check it out ourselves and see what the changes are and what the past still looks like. Calm, feisty, hyper, we got all that here in Inglewood. So it's good, bad, and ugly, definitely. It's not like it used to be. It has changed a lot. Uh, we are at Doolin's in Inglewood, the original Doolin's on Manchester Avenue near La Brea. Don't know if I want the fried chicken, the smothered chicken, or the fried fish lunch Plate. I know you guys are first time here, right? Just me. Just you? He's a regular. Oh, he's a regular? Okay. So what do you normally get when you come here? Oh, I get family style. I get fried chicken, oxtails, a short ribs I'm going to get today. Okay. Um, and the mac and cheese is a must. For your short ribs, I will go with yams. Okay. Yeah, I love the yams. So what are you having? I want, please, the fried fish plate. Fried fish. With uh, mac and cheese and collard greens. Please. Mac and cheese and collard greens. You did great for your fried fish. Thank you. We have a dining room next yes. door, okay? Cool. Alright, let's go inside. It's noisy out there. Oh wow, look, look, they got a jersey. It says Doolin's little Chargers jersey. That's super cool. gonna come visit Doolin's. It is kind of like to, a to-go restaurant. Um, they do have a sit-down place next door. It gets packed. It gets packed during lunch. It gets packed during the weekends. And you might find a line around the door. This is the food. Okay, this is your fried chicken. Looks yum. Fish. Fri oh, fried fish with mac and cheese and collard greens. And I got the ribs and with, a, with the rice and yams and mac and cheese. And then, oh, and you cannot leave your cornbread. How long has this place been here? I've been coming here for a few years, uh, not that long, but from what I know, it's been in LA since 1999. Put the microphone away and start eating, Evan. Okay, I had put the microphone away, packed everything up so we could eat, but we gotta talk about this mac and cheese, Brian. This is so good. I would say 50% of it is the kind of crispy corner pieces 
that are the best part, you know. I don't know how they layer in so much of the crispy corner part, mm -hmm. but it's there and it's delicious. Yeah, I think like the, what you said is like the melted cheese corner crispiness is unique. Yeah, we need to take a picture of this. I'm excited. Okay. Me too. It's actually really good. It's so nice. Sorry, I can't speak right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is some soul food. Okay, listen bruh, this is worth it, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> We're about on our way to head to the airport. Best idea to have a pit stop here. Yeah, definitely worth our 12 hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> definitely worth it. Thanks guys, So if you've listened to the podcast for a long time now, you know I love to talk to all types of people. And today we had to hit up Inglewood Mayor James Butts. Yes, Mayor Butts is a politician and he has an agenda, but he's been the mayor of the city since 2011 and he's also grown up here, so he knows a lot about this city. When I left Inglewood in 1991 to be the police chief in Santa Monica, we had the Lakers and the Kings. His racetrack was doing 43,000 people, an average of six days a week. We had the Airport Park Hotel, Sizzler, Norms, IHOP, Big Donut. When I came back to be the mayor in 2011, all we had was the structural deficit, triple B minus bond rating, sizzler and a big donut. Even the IHOP had gone away. Well now, we're home to three professional sports franchises, the Rams, the Chargers, and the Clippers. YouTube has a 6,000 seat performing arts theater. SoFi has a 70,000 seat world-class stadium. The Forum has been reopened. The LA Philharmonic Youth Orchestra relocated not 50 yards from City Hall. Our park system has been renewed and we just keep growing. I, I know there's probably interviews out there that I probably say, do you touch up on this, but why run for mayor? Well, actually, I never intended to run for office. At that time, I was approached by the police union. Inglewood was going bankrupt and they were about to dissolve the department and go to the sheriffs. They had dissolved the fire department earlier and went to the county, and they were gonna do the same with the police department. And I felt like I owed the city because Inglewood was where I got my start. You know, my education's in business, I'm an MBA. I felt that I, my experience in three different cities, Inglewood, Santa Monica, and Los Angeles, would have me prepared to, to make a difference. So 2011, let's paint a picture there because there was still a lot of economic stress. The sports teams left to downtown LA. Hollywood Park was not really no longer a staple in the community of, of Inglewood. Things are changing. You're walking into this term as mayor. What was kind of like, okay, there's a lot of fires. I got to put them out. Where do you start? So let's look at where we were. The brand of the city was Port Awful. Coming to a city at an $18 million structural deficit, we had $10 million dollars left in the bank. By September, October, we were not gonna make payroll. We had to cut 129 positions from the budget. I had to eliminate a false promise of a lifetime medical program that the city was doing pay as you go. And the more people retired, the bigger the pyramid out here got, and that would bankrupt us by itself. We had a triple B minus bond rating. That's one step above junk. So we couldn't borrow any money. And so my mission was to turn us back into a sports and entertainment district. Cities that make themselves destination locations bring in cars and people 
those people have credit cards and cash. If they're coming to entertainment or sports or both, they pay admissions taxes. And the last thing that people give up is their entertainment. They'll cut down a lot of things, but they won't give up their entertainment. And I felt we could go from there. My objective was to get the form reopened and to attract a football team. The first negotiation was with Madison Square Garden. We invested our last $18 million of redevelopment money. They put in about $120 million, and the form was redone. People said no one will ever come back to England for concerts because of the crime, the poverty, and the gangs. And within one year, we're the number one concert venue in the state of California. That triple B minus bond rating is now double A and A+. Plus. We'll get more into that after the break. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series From Canvas to Screen, capturing the drama and beauty of some of history's most celebrated works of art. Films include Metropolis by Fritz Lang, Days of Heaven by Terrence Malick, and Marie Antoinette by Sofia Coppola. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on consecutive Saturdays now through March 30th. More information at nortonsimon.org. Support comes from Pasadena Playhouse, presenting One of the Good Ones. The ultimate family showdown is on in the world premiere of this new comedy commissioned by the Tony Award-winning theater. When the perfect Latina daughter brings her boyfriend home to meet the parents, her family's biases and preconceptions are put on full display. Meet your new favorite family in this laugh-out-loud, heartfelt story from Gloria Calderon Kellett, the co-creator and showrunner of Netflix's One Day at a Time. Now through April 7th, tickets are on sale now at PasadenaPlayhouse.org. And we're back. This is How to LA with Brian De Los Santos. I want to lean to this magazine for Inglewood, the Inglewood Renaissance, right? Which maybe it's a nod to Beyonce who's coming next weekend, right? Renaissance album, Renaissance tour. <laughs> of course it's not. I know. It's a joke. It's a joke. I'm joking if you can't tell. That was printed like, so long that's ago. A stretch. You're like, that's a stretch. But, um, you know, a lot of things have, you know, SoFi is now up and running. It's had major events. Uh, Intuit Dome is coming in just, uh, what is it, 2024? You know, I think those projects are exciting and everything. But, you know, to be real here, like, the reason why we want to talk to you today, we spoke about Taylor Mania last time, which was nice and everything. Um, but it is the change in Inglewood. comes good change, bad change. Personally, um, when I've seen a Target walk into a city or an area, I'm like, okay, well, what's going to happen with rent prices? You've enacted rent control for people who are renting. I just want to cut to the chase and talk about change and how you're doing it to address the exciting in you, but also trying to protect your residents and your communities to stay here you know, and still be able to rent still be able to take the bus to work, still be able to maybe even work in Inglewood itself? Well, there's, there's two things that you do. The first thing is you make sure that people are able to benefit from development. So now people have money to take care of their families. So that's one thing. Then the other part, rent control. We have the strictest cap on rent anywhere in the state of California. It's 3% or the cost of living, whichever is greater. However, People that provide housing are providing a service, and they should be able to make a reasonable return on their investment. And that's why in our rent control ordinance, if you're below 80% of the median rent for the area, then we'll let you go higher than 3%, because you shouldn't be required to lose money 
And last time we spoke, you hit a passionate point about the past of Inglewood, of its history. But of course, there were still racist covenants when it came to housing. Right. And so that changed after the late 1940s. You seem so passionate to talk about that. Tell me more about that. Actually, no, it wasn't the 40s is my understanding. Between 1922 and 1937, Inglewood was the headquarters of the Southern California chapter of the Ku Klux Klan. It's my understanding the first black families that moved to Inglewood were in 1959. Uh, the city had covenants on their property that you could not sell to a colored person. And so the first blacks that moved here had to have white straw buyers buy for them and then deed the property to them. I've been here since 72 when it was majority white and then it became majority black, like 55%. I swam at Sentinella Park. I remember police would tell me, you can't come to this park, go to a park in Los Angeles, okay? I remember that as a young man. Integration didn't occur until the 60s and the 70s in earnest, and the city would eventually, I say, gentrify to black and brown, and we're about 92% black and brown. What's next for Inglewood? We already heard a lot of the construction and infrastructure, but what's next for the city? You know, we're this points to a decade of change, a renaissance era. What do you foresee as still being a, a mayor, you know? We have the K-Line coming through town, and we want to make a connector, a last-mile connection, between the K-Line station at Florence and Market Street and the Sports Entertainment District. You'll be able to fly into Englewood, get on the K-Line, and then go to the Sports Entertainment District without ever having had to get in a car, rent an Uber. So we're going to change the concept of mass transit being an esoteric thing that's nice for people that don't have cars to actually a necessity for convenience for anybody in this region that can get to a metro train. I know that there's a lot of changes happening in Inglewood right now, but we won't really, really feel them until a few years from now, whether it's the stadiums, the rent control policies, or the metro rail that's set to come here pretty soon. But after all that chat, I want to check out all these different things in Inglewood. Come with us. We are in Market Street, kind of like Santa Monica's Third Street, but not as huge and not as poppin'. Oh, yeah. oh this is the wood. Okay, I've seen this place. All right, we're ready to get our coffee on after a few hours out in the field. Can we get the rose cardamom large ice with almond milk? <laughs> Sip and Sonder. It's a cute coffee shop. There's a lot of people on laptops and there's also a lot of cute comfy couches and an outside uh, little dining tables, whatever they are. Tell us where we're at. We're off South Market Street, right next to the swap meet. We're in uh, Basket Beauty. My name's Alvin. Nice to meet y'all. So uh, part of what we're looking at is the changes in Inglewood, the good, bad, and ugly, um, and the cute. Okay, so good, bad, ugly, cute, rude, all that, you, you name it. You know, calm, feisty, hyper, we got all that here in Inglewood. Changes, yeah, they just opened up a Target here. If you go about 10 minutes down the ways, it's a whole different world, you know what I mean? But the community shows us love, and I think it's the community that's really keeping us afloat. It's not like it used to be. What that's that? just what's full. 
Yeah, because look, the rent is being jacked up now. Anything that's close to the sofa now, the rent is, you know, 10%. You know, and then they have the people that has the money, they're pushing out the people who's trying to survive. They're scrambling. It's like you fall in a pit and you're trying to get out. What's your name yeah, again? go back. Oh, I don't want to give my name. You might just put it in the mail. Then I will tell you guys a secret today on this podcast episode. I have not been to Randy's Donuts, like, since I was a kid, maybe. I think my dad probably brought us to see the donut one day. I haven't been here since I think I was, like, 12 years old. Yeah. So. Hello. I'm going to do a classic. Uh, can I get a maple long john? You want something else? I'm still full from yeah, lunch. Pretty full. All right, that's it. Something that the mayor said in our interview with him was, people are going to be able to go from LAX to Inglewood without getting off the metro. And I think that's a very interesting thought because we think of LA as like a fractured area. The one thing I hope that Inglewood doesn't lose is its charm. We're going to appreciate the new billion dollar arenas but same time let's preserve our history and where we came from anyway you ready let's do it i wish i didn't eat that donut <laughs> this episode was produced by evan jacoby our other producers are megan botel monica bushman and victoria alejandro chris farias produces our social media erica washington got us cover on elias.com Hasmik Pagosian engineers the show. Megan Larson is our executive producer. And I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Uh, black is beautiful, brown is born of the earth. Found a love for the people that's down to stomp on the turf. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. Hey, it's Brian, the host of How to LA, a podcast that is a love letter to Los Angeles. Independent movie theaters are having a glow-up moment. Vidiots and Eagle Rock, amazing. We have our friends at the American Cinematheque. The Vista just reopened. In our new series, Revival House, we'll take you inside these spots and share their history. Because movie history is L.A. history. Listen to Revival House on How to LA wherever you listen to podcasts.